You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. Did you have a nice weekend? I hope you did. I had a very good weekend. The honeydew list was a mile long, but I got it done, and we are ready to hit the uh, ground running. A lot of stuff to get to on the show today. I do want to mention something just to start the show, because this gives you an idea how uh, polarized the country is, and I and I I only bring this up as a as a personal uh, a note because I think it's important that uh, that it be recognized. Now, I told you on the show that I've had many liberal friends for a very long time. Most of my friends have been liberal. <clears throat> I lived in Minneapolis. Most of my friends were liberal. I uh, lived in uh, Cincinnati. All of my friends were liberal. D.C., all of my friends were liberal. And we just generally kept away from politics because generally if politics was broached, I would get attacked by everybody at the table. Right. And that's just what uh, liberals do. I don't care uh, what your inkling is. You could have a bumper uh, Biden bumper sticker on your car. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. I also don't troll social media for my, what my friends post. Uh, my friends in Maryland <clears throat> for before I was uh, effectively shut down by Facebook in 2018 for political reasons. My friends would literally write my wife about posts would say, do you know that Rob said that about about Black Lives Matter? And I'd be uh, literally uh, respond to my friend, why are you telling my wife about a post on social media to get her attention unless you're trying to, I guess, send a warning? I, I, didn't, I don't know what it is. It's just it's beyond bizarre to me to associate politics with uh, the, the possibility of someone becoming a friend. It's kind of, isn't it kind of weird? So all of my friends in Maryland, all of my friends in uh, in Minneapolis, all of my friends in uh, everywhere, really, uh, with the exception of a couple who are liberal, decided to unfriend me effectively because of my political views, because I came out of the closet as a conservative talk show host. When I was just playing uh, Katy Perry on the air and talking about Lady Gaga and the Oscars, then they were fine. And, it's, and, and then, it, and I bring this up today because I go to this place, it's a wonderful place called, it's a cigar shop. And I've struck up a conversation with someone who I really enjoy visiting with. And I enjoy this person a lot. And, uh, you know, this, this person is, uh, as I like to call, a recovering Jew. I am a recovering Catholic. And we just kind of hit it off. And I asked this person if they'd like to come over to our house for dinner. Because that's how friendships are started, right? And I'm getting no response, and I'm getting no response. And ultimately, I get an email this morning. I'm sorry I did not respond, but my wife disagrees with your politics, so I don't think we can come to your home from dinner. That's what I got. It was a little bit more uh, gingerly put. It was something like, my wife finds that your political opinions don't mesh well with whatever, so we're going to decline our invitation. I'm glad this this gentleman didn't uh, told me uh, effectively that uh, you know that politics was a part of the equation. But I want you to think about this <clears throat> as we, uh, you know, this is a holy week for uh, uh, for Christians. It's a holy week. This is the the week preceding uh, the. Uh, death and resurrection of, of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And and I just kind of find it funny that now I'm part of a group of people who've been so demonized by the left in this country, including the President of the United States last year, 
uh, on uh, in front of uh, uh, Independence Hall. <clears throat> Joe Biden called me and my ilk uh, MAGA fascists and em- enemies of democracy. So this has so permeated the culture that now if a leftist or a Democrat sees that you are a Trump supporter, uh, not only will they disown you if you already know them, they will immediately shut down the possibility of any type of connection because of your political ideology. Now, I understand. I would never be friends with an Antifa member. If I were sitting across the table from somebody wearing pink hair and gauged ears and an Antifa shirt, I would say, you know, I don't think I want to hang out with you and your family. You know, but I got to tell you, uh, really, this is this is to me um, a very worrisome place. And when I hear, like, for instance, Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about a, a national divorce and, and I, uh, I I hate that because um, I like people of varying political viewpoints. I've, I've never excluded people from my life because they were gay or uh you're you're a leftist or or a liberal I've never done that but this is I bring this up today because it 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 is remarkable to me that someone would literally tell me and I'm glad I was told <clears throat> right up front uh we don't really want to be your friend because my wife finds your political opinions uh distasteful or she disagrees with them so we can't be friends don't you think that's kind of kind of insane don't you think that's kind of nuts? I think it's pretty nuts. And I bring it up because I see this tit for tat on uh, on social media, and I'm I'm just this close to just just giving up social media. It's it's not a net good for the country. It's not a net good for anybody. People do these hit and runs, and they insult you, and then they run off, and then they block you, and it, it's just it shows the worst of all of us, I believe. And and you know, I do some political stuff on online, but I'm kind of backing off that, <clears throat> trying to go with stuff that maybe is even I don't know, inspirational, motivational, might bring us together. But I just kind of wonder. <laughs> I just kind of wonder if this this demonization, this uh, last uh, three to five years, this last 30 years of what I call conservative apartheid uh, that has happened to uh, conservatives in this country. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, he had the same thing. Literally, I remember 30 years ago, there were people saying, we're not going to advertise with Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh could never get General Motors to advertise on his show. Uh, he could never get, uh, you know, Procter and Gamble to advertise on his show because, uh, cons- uh, liberals have so demonized the conservative movement. And this is, I guess, where it's headed, right? You cannot be friends with people because of their political views. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Weren't there other groups that were demonized or marginalized by those in power and then ostracized from the population? And their businesses were uh, essentially closed down. Right now we have uh, national agencies that have worked to shut down advertising for conservative broadcasters. Uh, federal money being spent for that, among other things. So not only can you not have a viewpoint, you also can't make a living if you have that viewpoint. Kind of reminds you of a time when... Business owners were labeled for their religious affiliation and then targeted for destruction. Isn't that kind of what we're seeing? 
Isn't that kind of what we're seeing in a country that <clears throat> literally created a department of disinformation? And then when it was exposed to the sunlight, they put it on hold while keeping its infrastructure, which literally, using the Stanford Virality Project, was shutting down conservative speech even when it was true. We live in uh, remarkable times. And um, as far as a national divorce is concerned, I don't think so. I, I think most people can uh, break bread uh, together, even when they differ politically. And generally what I do is, if you can't be civil about politics, then don't talk politics. Uh, I discovered very soon that when it came to my liberal friends that I don't bring up politics because it'll just end up being a, uh, uh, you know, a, a gang tackle of me. And I'll end up just saying, you know, uh, politely excuse myself from the conversation. But now there is exclusion before friendship can even happen. What's next? What is next? I mean, are we going to, you know, put a Trump sticker on uh, storefront windows that show a Trump supporter is here? Don't shop here. You know, I mean, really, it is uh, remarkable. That's why I, I tend to support the uh, convention of states thing, because uh, a national divorce is big and ugly and people get hurt. And uh, and I don't want that. Uh, I'd like a convention of states so we can all get together and, and we can say on the federal level, you know, the, the federal government is going to be here for some select things, including our defense, including uh, the maintenance of our borders, things like that. Uh, but then the rest of it, by and large, is left to the states. And then you choose which state you want to live in. And that's where I think we need to be. And that way, people who don't want to hang out with me because I'm a Trump supporter, you know, uh, you know, you can you can uh, not uh, you know hang out with me. That's cool. And if you really want to live in uh, California, go live in California. Go live in California. But but you're finding out the last two years, by the way, half a million people have left California. So I bring that up today because I think it's kind of a metaphor for where we are. And uh, I think it's very, very sad that there are people in our country, a political party, uh, a uh, mainstream media, uh, and big tech that have all worked with our government, just like... Uh, with the exception of big tech, because big tech didn't exist, but the media, say for instance, when Joseph Stalin's rise to power, they realized that if they didn't bed down with Stalin, it would be their doom. It would spell their doom. So they became tools of the state. Unfortunately, in our country, our media has done that voluntarily. And I think that is, uh, just remarkably, remarkably sad. To be quite honest. I hope that you would not reject someone for their political beliefs. Uh, perhaps you'd maybe not, you'd prefer to hang out with people exactly like you. I don't see what the joy in that is. It would probably be very easy for me to find friends who just supported Donald Trump or just supported, you know, whatever. But I, I find that... Uh, uh, life is too short to just affiliate with echo chambers. Uh, it, it's just, it's just a sad state that we are, uh, we find ourselves in. And it is, it was created 
all of this is it wasn't it wasn't because uh, whoever my potential friend uh, got together with his wife and they started studying Trump supporters. No, it was they listened to uh, the mainstream media spew hate. Carry Joe Biden's address to the country. Listen to Democrats who say that uh, Trump supporters are white supremacists. Trump supporters are, uh, you know, uh, whatever, whatever. And and look what's happened. Look what's happened because of all of this propaganda about a group of people. Now a group of people who took that and and that dehumanizing rhetoric the dehumanizing rhetoric and decided to dehumanize me and presumably my family and now i'm being i guess segregated yeah. kind of interesting in that we have segregation going on in America's universities. We've got graduating classes now uh, doing different uh, graduation ceremonies for uh, uh, black, uh, for indigenous, for people of color. Uh, then there's the, the gay, trans, LGBTQ graduation over here. Do you see what they've done? And today, the ultimate excl exclamation point on what I've been saying about propaganda and how devastating it can be to a society and as a country. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Kind of nuts. I want to get to a lot of things today, including this, the Chinese spy balloon was a spy balloon. We find out that today, and you knew that because you're not stupid. We're going to talk about the Trump indictment tomorrow, April the 4th, a significant date in history on Easter week. Kind of interesting. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I think it is a political persecution, purely. Everybody gets it. 66% of Americans believe that uh, it's a or 62% believe it's a political uh, persecution. I also think it's kind of interesting that uh, Alvin Bragg chose tomorrow for the indictment and what is tomorrow what is just what, real quick what is tomorrow what is chameleon what is tomorrow and, you know, it's April the 4th there's a, there's a U2 song about it uh, in the name of love it was I think it was in the the uh, was it the album war was it the Joshua Tree U2 shot rang out in a Memphis sky April the 4th it's starting to make sense to you oh yeah America's most famous political martyr this side of Abraham Lincoln was murdered by a Democrat tomorrow I just think it's kind of interesting don't you Kind of interesting if you just kind of look at it, and, and uh, I'm assuming that uh, Alvin Bragg is so ungodly stupid that he doesn't realize that. But I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, the Chinese spy balloon was spying. I know. Would you like to fly in a Chinese spy balloon? How would you like to fly in a Chinese spy balloon? Biden doesn't care how much the Chinese spy, because he's their guy. Four million dollars. guy. Yeah. Give secrets away, because our president's a really big buffoon. Buffoon. We are 
compromise thanks to President Buffoon. Bought and paid for. Eyes up in the skies in a Chinese spy balloon. Sleepy Joe does nothing but just ramble on. Is this Red Dawn? Red Dawn. Jim Gossett. Up, up and away in a Chinese spy, a Chinese spy balloon. You know the story of Occam's razor. It's the uh, the simplest solution is generally uh, the simplest answer is generally the solution. Okay, so if it's fairly obvious, chances are that it's true. All right. So the Chinese spy balloon that flew across the U.S. in February gathered intelligence from several military bases before it was shot down. According to two U.S. Uh, officials and a former senior administration official, the sources said China could have gathered more intelligence if not for the Biden administration's efforts to block it. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. Uh, the balloon entered airspace on uh, January the 28th, shot down February the 4th. So, what, about seven days, uh, it flew around Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana. It literally did figure eights above uh, this. I know, I know. And you were screaming, well, duh, it's a spy balloon. And I was screaming, yeah, duh, it was a spy balloon. And I even said when it was above Montana that it was bull crap that the military was saying they couldn't shoot it down because it might hurt somebody. Well, that's nonsense. If it were a bomber, you'd shoot it down. It could be above New York City. You'd shoot it down, all right? So it was nonsense. You got it. I got it. The intel was mostly collected from electronic signals. That means RF, radio frequency, by the way. China claimed the balloon was a civilian weather balloon that strayed off course. The uh, foreign ministry condemned its shooting down as an overreaction. Uh, it uh, Information collected from electronic signals could be picked up from weapon systems or communications between personnel on the base. So uh, there you go. There you go. Now, Biden had uh, reportedly said that they called for it to be shot down immediately, but uh, was advised by the military not to do so. And then we found out not only did our military know that uh, the balloon was a spy balloon, they literally tracked it from when it took off from Hainan Island in the south of China. All right. So uh, uh, you you haven't been played. I'm just going to tell you that. A lot of times I'll say something like, you've been played. You weren't played, but I will tell you this. You have been vindicated. You've been vindicated, and Joe Biden is bought and paid for by the communist Chinese government. And if you don't believe me, I've got some more evidence of that coming up, including the banking investigation of Joe Biden that's going on right now while Alvin Bragg uh, indicts Donald Trump for something that happened seven years ago. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? Anyway, we got some audio from uh, uh, Jim Jordan on the way about all of this. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. And I've got some interesting revelations on the eve of Donald Trump's indictment in New York. We'll get to next. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. 
EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, last week I was uh, listening to a number of pundits and um, predicting the end of the United States. And uh, and I don't believe that because I will fight uh, for the country. I'll fight for the country. I'll fight for my children. I absolutely will. I'm, I know that I'm well uh, past the uh, the age of uh, military service. But uh, in if, if called, and I'm not, I'm not expecting that anytime soon, there are some things worth dying for, and our country is one of those things. And we have been made uh, over the last um, a decade or two to feel like we shouldn't love the country and uh, to the point that literally we focus focused on a, a spoiled child who's never experienced any hardship in his life, uh, raised by a white family, uh, uh, kneeling during a national anthem, a football player not a good enough to uh, stay in the, in the National Football League, while uh, 65,000 people stood for the anthem. And uh, nothing, you know, I, I am all about defending unpopular speech, but when you uh, make his speech somehow uh, a metaphor for life in the country when it's not, then, uh, then we have a problem. Then we have a problem. Uh, I love the United States of America. I love what it has done. If it weren't for the United States of America, particularly the First and Second Amendments, you'd still be taking a crap in a shed outside of your house. You'd still be riding uh, in a buggy somewhere. And uh, there would be no rock and roll, blues, country. Uh, what else? Hip-hop. I could go on and on. Wouldn't be any airplane. Uh, you know, uh, there's debate about where the car happened. Uh, there'd probably still be cars in France, and they'd be crappy little electric cars. I could go on and on. But you know what? What? There are some things worth fighting for, and I'm, I'm tired of the nonsense. Really, I'm, I'm tired of being uh, uh, ghosted. I'm tired of uh, I'm being t I'm tired of being gaslit. Really, and, and you were told it was foolish for us to believe that this Chinese spy balloon was actually a Chinese spy balloon, and then you said, "Well, do you, don't you suppose that the reason why the Chinese spy balloon was saw it was seen since it took off and allowed to fly over U.S. airspace, and maybe because Joe Biden gets." Millions of dollars for his family from Chinese Communist Party affiliated companies, and every company in China is Chinese uh, Party affiliated. Don't you suppose maybe there's a little uh, pay for play going on here? And you know, and you're and you're told, nope, nope, nope. That's perfectly normal. Everything's fine. But I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say. Dear God, have some journalistic curiosity to see how a president's family has literally gotten millions and millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party and has gone on while president to uh, be impossibly, 
to impossibly defend the actions of said country. And Chinese, the, the, the country of China, is a communist country. They do enslave millions of people. They do, uh, they have had in the past a, uh, uh, uh single sex birth, uh, um, uh, anyway, they basically aborted all the girl babies. All right, there you go. All right, there you go. That's what I'm trying to say. I was drawing a blank on the line. But, uh, we couldn't say anything about the, the, the China virus coming from China. And Joe Biden still hasn't said it, even though two federal agencies know that the virus came from a lab in China and was unleashed on the world, whether accidentally or on purpose. I would venture the latter, because everything that this government, and I mean this, everything that this government, and I'm talking about the deep state, everything that this president and his acolytes have has to say should be met with, really? I don't believe you. Okay? So they said that critical race theory was not being taught in schools. Not being taught in schools. Now they're calling you a racist when it has become overwhelmingly uh, undeniable that critical race theory is being taught in schools. The same goes with the radical transgenderism and sexuality of our children. They said it's not being taught. Then when we find out it is and it's overwhelming, they call you a transphobe. You see what I mean? So you really cannot trust this iteration of the federal government. You cannot on anything, on anything, whether it be get a vaccine for your kids, whether it be uh, the border is, is completely sealed. You can't believe them anymore. Everything that comes down from the federal government has to be met with serious consternation. Because every time they tell us something, uh, 99% of the time, we find out that the opposite is true. And here is Jim Jordan this weekend talking to Maria Bartiromo about Donald or about uh, Joe Biden's connection with uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, and the fundamental question there is what, what, was, what were they getting paid for? What service yeah. did they provide? You got these millions of dollars coming into this account and get sent out to their. Why did all the Biden, why, why did his, uh, Joe Biden's daughter-in-law, who had an affair with his crackhead son, why did she get $35,000 from the Chinese Communist Company when she's a teacher? Why about that? Why is that? It's members of the Biden family for what? What did they do? What, 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 what service, what benefit, what work did they do? That's the fundamental question. And that's why uh, Mr. Comer's committee, the Oversight Committee, is looking into this and, and looking at all these, quote, suspicious activity reports. And I always point out they're called suspicious activity reports for a reason. Yeah. There's all kinds of suspicious banking activity yeah. going on here. Um, that's what we want to get to the bottom of as well. And yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is why I use the expression, because I'm not stupid. Because after a while, you get kind of uh, uh, tired of running through all of the evidence that you have to try to convince someone who only wants to say, no, it wasn't. Honestly, 
I could go through all of the reasons why I know that 2020 was uh, was a fake election. I can go all through the uh, the litany of evidence that showed that Hillary Clinton bought and paid for the dossier to throw the 2016 election, and the FBI was actively involved in the 2016 and the 2020. I could run through all of the facts that I have, and I've got literally in my office, I've got drawers full of stories that literally proved me right and all of that. But after a while, you just got to say, you know why I believe it? Because I'm not stupid. And if you just want to scream, no, it isn't, then I, I just don't have time to have a conversation with you anymore. Uh, the reason why I know that COVID came from the Wuhan China lab is because I'm not stupid. The reason why I know that the 2020 election was a fraud is because I'm not stupid. The reason why I know that January the 6th was a setup is because I'm not stupid. The reason why I know that Hillary Clinton attempted to throw the 2016 election is because I'm not stupid. I can go on and on. I can do this all day. I could do this all day. But honestly, I just don't have time to play with people who uh, don't have the facts and only want to scream names. I really, I, I just don't have the time for it anymore. I'm, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly uh, fed up with it, to be quite honest. And now, of course, you know, we find out that the Chinese spy balloon was a Chinese spy balloon that uh, Joe Biden waited for it to be shot down. It's kind of interesting because they said there needed to be like a seven-mile clearance on either side of the balloon to shoot it down. And they shot it down five miles off the coast. So that should make sense to you that the, the story about the seven miles was a lie. I noticed that the day they shot it down. They waited till it was a couple miles offshore, shot it down. Wait, 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 it's still within seven miles or whatever. So there you go. This is uh, John Mills, retired colonel. He's been on this show talking uh, this weekend about uh, the spy balloon and why. He's talking to Steve Bannon. There's all kinds of things that our, our 18 different agencies picked up, said, yep, they're about to launch a balloon. So we knew about it. And in the timeline that General Van Herp, the NORAD NORTHCOM commander, needs to produce, I don't think he's ever produced that, uh, you have a cadre, you have a senior intelligence official at NORAD NORTHCOM Peterson Air Force Base in Colorado. I want to know when that, that senior intelligence officer walked in to Van Herc and said, oh, by the way, uh, we got a balloon locked in. And then as it come closer, this is the classic debate that always happens, yeah. intel gain law. Mm -hmm. They very likely spun up meetings at the Eisenhower Executive Office building right next door to the White House and debated Intel game loft. Do we just let it fly so we can figure out what it was doing? Yeah, they're going to they're going to collect. Would they do this with a bomber? Would they do it with a fighter jet? Would they do it with a, spl a spy plane? Yeah, they'd shoot them all out of the sky. Uh, all, all of these signals, RF radio frequencies coming out of our missile fields, one of our bomber base, two of our bomber bases. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but, but we'll gain a lot because we'll learn a lot about what they're doing. And uh, so, yeah, they'll collect that. But that's okay because, you know, no. that, that's intel gain no. versus our signals lost. You know, a, a horrible, horrible situation. They should have zapped it as soon as they saw it over the Aleutians. Uh, so this intel gain loss silliness, uh, uh, it just. No, I don't believe them anymore. You know, I'm told that, yeah, Biden wanted to shoot it down right away, but the military said no. I don't believe him. I, I don't believe him. You shouldn't either. Let's go to Kathy in Stevensville, Maryland. Hello, Kathy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, in regards to Biden and the family getting tens of millions of dollars. I just have a cynical point of view about that, and I think how pathetic they are. 
They could have gotten so much more. They sold our country out for so little. It just really makes them pathetic. Kathy, Kathy, would you? I mean, if you were in a position of power for tens of millions of dollars, would you? Would you sell secrets that you know were uh, being traded because another country wanted to see the end of the United States as the world's premier superpower? Of course not. Who but does that? People, <laughs> Who does well, this? Well, he's kind of like a, uh. a, a boil on the American ass. If I can say that. <laughs> yes, you can. The whole family—they're just pathetic. Slugs of they're just losers. I mean, you know, maybe Kathy, that they got out of the government. Maybe, maybe we need to uh, make the uh, defeat of Joe Biden. We should do a slogan: "Pop that zit in 2024." What do you think? I love that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, last week, Lloyd Austin was in front of a congressional subcommittee talking about drag show uh, reading hours on military face basis. And uh, and Lloyd Austin, who's, I mean, uh, just a human. Okay, how am I going to go? But, but uh, saying that he had no idea that uh, drag shows were happening on bases and it wasn't funded by the military, even though... I mean, you've really got to be clueless to not know that the major Air Force bases around the country are having drag story reading hour, okay? And then, and then this is after the White Raids thing. Uh, uh, Millie said that, uh, you know, and they're teaching these DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, this uh, on the on top of 20% drop in people signing up for the military because it's a joke. It's a woke joke. But this is, this is, uh, this is thoroughly modern Millie last week. I mean, after this week, we find out what we knew, the, the Chinese spy balloon was a Chinese spy balloon. That should be the number one priority for our military. But uh, last week in a hearing on the table was Drag Queen Story Hour. And, of course, uh, thoroughly modern Millie, General Millie, had no idea what was going on, but he wanted to know more. Can I get copies of those? Because I'd like to take a look at those myself, actually. Take a look and, and find out what actually is going on there. Because I, that's the first I'm hearing about that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't read those news stories. I don't know what you're talking about. I'd like to take a look at those because I don't agree with those. Well, they're think, now in the official record. shouldn't be happening. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that admission. Yeah, uh, anybody worth their salt who is in a position of authority that you have or Lloyd Austin has should be well aware of that. And I honestly believe they absolutely know that it's going on because this on the heels a year later when they uh, denied uh, uh, white or, or they, they claimed to have uh, white rage. Right. So clearly, DEI and this nonsense is uh, top of the order of business in our military. China is not. And that's why I support a wholesale uh, overhaul of our federal government. And I'm going to also tell you this. I think that a good share of our military, uh, we need to look at their budget under a magnifying glass. And I have never said this in my 30 plus years of broadcasting, our military budget for things like DEI needs to be cut, needs to be unfunded. Not the military, just that nonsense. Now, coming up, I want to get into uh, what's happening in New York tomorrow. Donald Trump getting ready to fly out of uh, Mar-a-Lago, I believe, for New York uh, today. So we'll get to that. Here's the number if you want to chime in, guys, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show. 
55% of Americans don't support the Trump indictment, according to ABC News. So tack another 10 onto that if you want to, because, you know, it's ABC News. A new ABC poll indicates the majority of Americans are not supporting New York's indictment of uh, former President Trump. Almost half the country believes it was politically motivated. Uh, you know why? Uh, because it is. <laughs> it should be fairly obvious. This is historical. Oh, you think about this for a second. This is the first time a president has been indicted since Ulysses S. Grant for riding a horse too fast in D.C. I wish I were kidding. This is historical. This is on the heels of the Mar-a-Lago raid, another historic event. Donald Trump has never been uh, convicted of anything with regard to illegality, but he has been under uh, investigation or indictment for seven years, which says to me that the powers that be in Washington, D.C. do not want him elected for a reason, because they know it spells their doom. And I started putting this together when I lived in Washington, D.C. I lived there for a dozen years, and, and I thought, why, why do seven of the ten richest counties in America Surround Washington D.C. Why is it? Why? Why is it that seventy? Uh, what? Uh, the federal employees make seventy percent more than the private sector, and they all retire with terrific benefit packages. When you and I uh, don't, I, I don't have a pension. Are you out of your nut? Are you, uh, no, no, I don't have a pension. And I was like, why is this? And then I realized that uh, the government never has its budget cut. You do, and, and I've seen literally, and in, in my years, I've seen recession, 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 and every single time, you and me have had to cut our spending, but the government never does. And then I came to the realization a couple years ago that uh, people who get elected, they move to Washington, D.C., and they spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. That's very true with regard to the Senate. It's very hard to knock off a an incumbent senator. And uh, the reason being is they move there and they become part of this cabal, and then they eventually become tone deaf to the American people. Both, both, uh, both houses, both, both parties, by the way. Representative Jeff Van Drew, a Republican from New Jersey, said in a weekend this week uh, that uh, uh, the context of Donald Trump's indictment, Democrats are afraid he'll enter the, uh, the Oval Office uh, because they will let the truth ring out and tape down corruption in D.C. You don't believe me? Uh, well, let me just say this. Pfizer, in its entire history, made $40 billion. Pfizer, 2021 made $90 billion. There you go. Did you know that our NIH got $400 million in, uh, in commissions just from one of the big pharma companies? Yeah, it was in a congressional hearing last week. $400 million just from one of the companies to the NIH. And all the government had to do was push the vaccine. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Van Drew is a member of the House Judiciary Committee. Um, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, indirectly receiving financing from George Soros, by the way. A billion or a million dollars to Color of Change, a political pack, then donated to Bragg's candidacy. Everybody knows this. It happened all over the country. Van Drew, by the way, is a former Democrat who quit the party due to the impeachment of Donald Trump. And now he is saying the truth.
This is a disease with the Democrats at this point. They can't stop. We had one impeachment. We had another employment uh, impeachment. We had Russia collusion. We had the stuff with Ukraine. They just can't leave it alone. And the only reason at this point is because Donald Trump is running and they see their doom. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people.